Welcome in for another episode of SODFS, brought to you by Sons of Dynasty and proud members of True North Fantasy Football. We are here on another Thursday night again, Nate. Uh, you know, this is an ugly football matchup we have, but I just want to make sure that we thank everybody here for tuning in and be sure to follow us at Dynasty Sons on Twitter and subscribe to the TNFF Network so that you never miss another show. I am Dan. You can find me on Twitter at DanBrownNFL. And here to my left is my co-host, Nate. You can find him at Nate underscore, or at Nate underscore FFL. I, uh, I have a little bit of change of scenery here tonight, Nate. You know, the Wi-Fi wasn't working at the house, so I had to pack up all my stuff, bring it here to the office. That's right. I'm working overtime, working late, and I'm looking to get paid for it as well. Nate, what's happening with you? You know, a few wrenches almost seems like a regular here on our Thursday night special SODFS show. Uh, you know, what, what are you dealing with besides your spilled coffee just moments before we went live? What's up, man? Uh, it's really, 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 really good to be back. I missed you guys last week. I, um, I was very, very ill, uh, but you and Mike and Brother Matt did a really great job, but just stoked to be here. You know, usually I'm a little bit stressed on the uh, the day of the show because I always work a little bit late that day, but, um, you know, I was just feeling good today. I'm just happy to be here. It's fun. And then I spilled my coffee about three and a half minutes ago. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like I said, it just seems like we got a little something going on just about each and every episode. But, you know, we're not going to let anything stand in our way at this point. We're determined to give the people what they're looking for. And that's top shelf DFS knowledge on this upcoming week. Talking week seven NFL main slate DFS here on SODFS. But let's start by a little bit of accountability and talk about what happened last week. As we do every week, we recommend our top five DFS plays, and we're going to take a quick look at those. Nate, kick us off. Start with my guy, Daryl Henderson. Well, that's right, man. It was your guy. I mean, there was a lot of people on him, and if you looked at his stats, it was, you know, he looked like an appealing play, but you were all about it, and um, you actually made me some money with Henderson. We'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, he came through for us, you know. Uh, his consistency yeah. continued. Uh, it was honestly his best game of the year. Well, statistically it was too, because he scored 24.7 DK points. So best game so far. Yeah. And uh, I mean, quick uh, little insert here. I, I like him again this week. We'll talk about him here shortly, but I do. I'm in on Daryl Henderson again this week. I believe he just got priced up 600. So 6,600 coming in this week. And I like that pricing for this matchup. But let's not get too far into that. Let's talk about Amon Ross St. Brown, another guy that we recommended, kind of more of a punt play. Uh, I believe he was 4,200, if, if my memory serves me correctly. Not great scoring, 9.6 fantasy points, catching five of seven targets for a measly 26 yards. He really has emerged as, as the Lions wide receiver three. Uh, and given a certain matchup, you know, maybe I'd be willing to go back to him. But just the way uh, Goff is is running that offense right now, you know, I, I promise I wouldn't bring it up on the show, so we, we can move past it. But, uh, you know, I am pumping my brakes on, on my St. Brown love for the time being. Uh, let's talk Lamar Jackson, though. Uh, you know, I know he hurt me. I had him in some cash lineups. The price was uh, uh, too tantalizing to pass up, if you will. And if you told me that the Ravens were going to put up 35-plus points – 
and, and Lamar Jackson would be held under 10 DK points or under 15 DK points, I, I would have called you a liar. But that's what happened as we saw these these old school veteran running backs come in and, and, and chicken hawk all the touchdowns away from Lamar Jackson. So, you know, I think this might be a week that you can go back to him. Uh, you know, the people might be a little bit scared to, to play him again this week after we saw what appeared to be his floor. Feels more like an anomaly, but I think both of us are back in on Lamar Jackson this week. But let's talk Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was another one of my guys this past week, and, and he, he came through for what it was worth. Uh, you know, big way of week six against the Lions. He racked up his highest total fantasy points of the season in a single game and scored 26.3 fantasy points on DK, rushing for a 94-yard touchdown on, eight, on on 18 attempts and also caught five of six targets in that game for 59 yards. One ended up being a touchdown. Chris Evans did end up having a long touchdown reception, which maybe even uh, you know took a little bit more of the juice that Mixon – had there for the taking. Uh, how about Taylor Heineke, though, for our last top five play of last week, Nate? Well, Heineke pretty much killed us, man. Um, but, you know, I wasn't too surprised. I knew it was a really big gamble playing him just with the situation, you know, with the way that Terry McLaurin, you know, has been hurt. Um, Gibson's a little bit banged, well, kind of a lot banged up. I'm kind of surprised he's still in the uh, still playing. But, yeah, he kind of killed us. He put up 10 points, uh, two eight points on, on DraftKings, so – that was even lower than his week before. I think he put up 11.9 or something like that, but um, it was a risky play. That's why we told you not to play him in cash, and uh, he did let us down, but I'm not shocked. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, I just want to take a minute to thank everybody that is tuned in here with us tonight, whether you're watching via Periscope or via YouTube. Please do head over to YouTube. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Maybe throw a comment in there who your punt play of the week is. If your punt play comes through with a touchdown, uh, that's a guy under 3.5 thousand. And if he comes in with a touchdown, we will send you an SOD sticker, complimentary of SODFS. So make sure in the comments on YouTube, let us know who your punt play of the week is, and you might win an SOD sticker coming your way. Um, we are going to move in, though, to our top five games. We've selected five games that we think can be advantageous for you to target this week on the main slate, a little bit of a different format from weeks past where we were touching base on every single game on the main slate. We're going to kind of shift our momentum here, try to focus in, hone in on the games that we think that really matter most and, and, and kind of shy away from the games that we find are not so relevant in the slate. That doesn't mean that you can't work those guys into your lineups. And after we talk about these top five guys, we are going to highlight some other guys on the main slate that are not in these top five plays. So bear with us. There are, there are still plenty of fantasy football content to be had, but we are going to move into our top five games for the main slate this Sunday. Starting with the Bengals at the Ravens, the points are at 47. Nate, who are you with on this, on this game in particular? Let's talk about the Bengals first and foremost. Yeah, there's a few guys I like from the Bengals. You know, um, Joe Burrow's intriguing. He's 6,200, so he's not too expensive. You know, the point total is almost 50. Uh, the second-year quarterback has over 260 passing yards in all but two contests, uh, doing so on substantially, you know, less volume throwing. Um, he's thrown for less than 30 attempts in half the game, so that's pretty good, really. 
the Ravens are allowing 227 passing yards um, a game through the air, which ranks 25th. So I kind of li- I like Burrow, but the guy I like the most on the Bengals is Jamar Chase. Uh, Chase is at 6,200. His price is kind of slowly creeping up, which is well-deserved. He's now fourth in the NFL with 553 receiving yards, which is tied for fourth with uh, wide receivers. Um, he has five touchdowns through the first six games of the season. Which Let me ask you a question real quick. There's only two wide receivers that have ever had five touchdowns and 500 yards through the first six games. Can you name the other one on the spot? Uh, who Give was me it? a guess. Moss. It was Moss. Son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah, so people are throwing a lot of shade um, and bust rumors around, especially in the preseason, man. It was, you know, it was there was a lot of smoke, dude. And Chase has quickly put that noise to bed, you know. Uh, he became the third rookie since at least 1990, you know, to catch five passes for his team. Um, I love Chase. I think, you know, I think he was – I love that he put everybody's – like shut everybody up, you know what I mean? He's playing really, really well. It's taken away from T. Higgins a bit, and – I don't, you know, I like T Higgins too. I think he's a very talented wide receiver, but that connection with Chase and Burrow from LSU is just undeniable. Yeah, no, uh, Chase has shown that he is the, the, the true alpha. I was high on Higgins coming into this year. Obviously the Jamar Chase uh, drafting di- didn't do him any favors and, and it's shown uh, Ch- Chase is really commanding the attention in that offense. I think there are still better weeks ahead for T Higgins I feel like Tyler Boyd really is the odd man out there. Um, There's not been a week that I've really felt great about putting him into my lineup so long as T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are healthy. Speaking of T. Higgins, though, his price tag is dropping down at this rate, coming in at 4,900 this week. Uh, He was a distant second this past week behind Jamar Chase in terms of wideout receptions, receiving yardage, despite logging the same number of targets. T has certainly taken a backseat to Jamar Chase, as we mentioned, but the price tra- the price tag dropping below 5K here has me intrigued in this matchup. We're not quite sure. I've seen conflicting reports whether Marlon Humphrey is going to be on Chase or Higgins. Uh, you know, Humphrey has done pretty well thus far in coverage this year, but I think there will be opportunities for both. Just the 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 price savings on T Higgins alone. You know that I, I will be interested and probably have some some Higgins exposure this week at forty nine hundred, but I may be also going back to my guy Joe Mixon again this week sixty five hundred. We loved him last week as we mentioned, and he didn't disappoint. The yardage total on the ground was Mixon's highest since Week One's one hundred and twenty seven yard performance, and his six targets were a season high. The Ravens' run defense has been very stout against running backs in particular but they have been able to accrue uh, decent fantasy points through the air. So we saw the passing volume kind of ramp up a little bit more for Joe Mixon this past week. Uh, I I think that that should continue on into this matchup. And if that passing volume is going to be there for Mixon, if if he's getting the receiving work, his sky is the limit. We saw that this past week. And as I mentioned, uh, you know, the rookie running back got in there and did end up kind of hawking one touchdown away from a would-be Mixon touchdown, if you will. So uh, just even him smashing this past week, it, the the opportunity was there for more. And 6500 this week, I do like that pricing. Mixon will probably be in a few of my lineups. Yeah, I really I really like Mixon too, man. Um, I wasn't super high on him coming into the year, but he's, you know, I was wrong, to be honest with you. He's just 
getting a little bit better and better every game. I mean, I think it's a lot of matchup dependency, but you know, I think he's doing really well. Uh, the guy I want to talk about is probably my favorite play of the week. It's close. I have, I'm high on just a few people, but Lamar, Lamar Jackson at 7,400 is one of my favorite plays this week. Um, He's has a base pr- projection on uh, Run the Sims. We want to give them a shout out. Run the Sims. Um, they have a great premium program and a lot of great tools if you're playing DFS. But um, on that uh, premium program, he has a base projection of twenty seven point nine twenty seven point nine five points um, is his potential score. What I love is his boom projection. His boom projection is seventy one point six percent. That is about twenty five percent higher than any other player on the slate, which you know is great. Um, his bus projection is really low too. I love that 7.2%. That's lower than anybody on the slate. So, you know, it, it's just a perfect fit. But the thing I really love the most about Lamar Jackson is that he had a down game last week. I think that's going to make people shy away quite a bit. And if it does, and his ownership is going to be, you know, lower than it should be, which, um, you know, we'll find that out. Run the Sims will have that data up in the next couple of days of um, expected um, ownership. But I love Lamar. Even if he's, you know, 10, 12, I still think that's great. I think, you know, it's going to be a great game. And I just love Lamar this week at 7,400. Yeah, I, I like that price tag a lot. And as you mentioned, the the kind of bummer game this past week might keep that ownership down a little bit more. And, and Lamar Jackson is as good at anybody when it comes to breaking a slate wide open. Uh, tied in Mark Andrews, 6,000 on the week. He's interesting in week seven, averaging 12.8 fantasy points per game. But if you take out his week four blow up performance of 44 points, uh, you know, all of a sudden his numbers aren't looking too great. Uh, you know, I don't see myself having too much Mark Andrews just due to the, the tight end matchup and, and the tight ends that are priced around him. There, there's a few guys that I like that are a good bit cheaper than him or I don't mind paying up to get to the uh, the Waller or the Kelsey if I am going to spend that kind of money. But, uh, you know, obviously GPP builds, the sky is the limit. Hollywood Brown, 5,800. The Ravens as a whole were disappointing this past week, and their passing game was held in check to the tune of 167 yards. Hollywood Brown's target volume tied a season low with five, though he caught nearly everything thrown his way at an efficient clip. His price remains low, but you wonder if last week's fantasy point totals will drive his ownership down a bit. Where are you at on Hollywood Brown? I know you're big I, on Lamar Jackson this week, so who are you looking to stack him with? Yeah, I like Hollywood. You know, I think he he had the potential last week to um, do a lot better. Uh, he had a couple overthrows and stuff like that. I think he's I think I think he's gonna be have a good game, and his price is still under six grand. So I really like Hollywood. Um, Another Ravens wide receiver that, you know, I have, you know, my eyes on at this moment is Rashad Bateman, who's returning from injury. Um, he's priced at 3400 He hasn't done a whole lot yet this year, but uh, Run the Sims has him with a base projection of 11.27 points. If he can score that alone, you know, if he just gets involved just a little bit, has a nice catch, you know, that he'll hit value. If he can score 15 to 20, you know, if he has a good game, you're, you know, that's gold at 3400 So, not going to have a lot of him, but, you know, maybe a couple GPPs, I'll, maybe one or two, I'll throw him in just in case, you know, because there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, no, I like Rashad Bateman at that price. And if you're fishing for some wide receiver love, I think Rashad Bateman might might, might make my punt of the week list at 3,400. Uh, but let's move on into the next game, number game number two of our top five games to target 
would be the Chiefs at the Titans, point total at 57. This one has been jumping around a bit, but I think will be ultimately the most popular game that, that people are going to want a piece of. And whether that's Mahomes or Henry or, or AJB, you know, there's just tons of guys here that, that are super popular and, and the highest point totals of the week being in this game. You can you can expect a lot of ownership on a lot of the guys that we're going to talk about, but you know it, it's not unwarranted, and that's why we're going to talk about these guys because if you can get creative and, and and figure out a way to get some of these guys into a lineup and be contrarian at the same time, uh, you know it, it could really prove dividends over your overall uh, landing spot in the standings. Let's yeah. start with Pat Mahomes, eighty four hundred. Where are you at with Pat Mahomes this week, Nate? When I look at the Chiefs, man, I just think of cash cash locks. You know what I mean? Because the, most of these um, players, they're not going to disappoint. Um, Mahomes is averaging 28.7 fantasy points per game through the year. That's almost 30 points a game he's averaging. Uh, the point total is 57. I think there's zero reason uh, to expect Mahomes to disappoint you. He just hasn't shown any, you know. Any reason that he's going to do it? I think the I think the Chiefs and Titans are going to light up the scoreboard. Um, what I really like is the Titans secondary. If you watch Monday Night Football last week, they're banged up. Then they got more banged up in that game. So I'm interested to see who's going to play this game. You know, if if it's you know second, third string guys, Mahomes is going to just shred them. So playing cash, I'm a, I would love to lock Mahomes in. I'll probably even have him in some GPPs. I think his ownership's going to be quite high. But for cash games. He's an absolute lock. I mean, lock, lock. Um, I just love him for cash. Right. You know, but they DK did a good job this week because, you know, people want want a piece of Mahomes this week. But he's $1,000 more than Lamar Jackson, who who you talked about might be your play of the week. All of a sudden, it gets pretty hard to justify paying up 8400 for Pat Mahomes, especially if we're expecting it to be a little bit more of a chalky play. Uh, you know, just something to think about, you know, just the pricing. They, they they have made it to the point where if you want a piece of this action, you're going to have to pay up to get there. Yeah, that's a really good point. You, you, I'm glad you brought that up because I think Lamar can be a lock for cash, too. So that's a really solid point. I like that. Um, I might still have Mahomes in the lineup, though. Yeah, Craig here in the comments asking if we like Daryl this week. Let's talk about Daryl. 5,800, uh, you know, last week. He became a, a, a pretty good cash option, kind of pay down running back play. And it, it worked out to the tune of uh, two, two touchdowns, if, if my mind serves me correctly. The point totals here, price tag sub 6K on a running back that we know is attached to a good team that we saw last week just what he's capable of was getting some targets as well. Uh, I do like Daryl Williams here. It, you know, everybody's going to be all over Pat Mahomes and these receivers. Maybe the action that you do want on this game is a Daryl Williams. Get some exposure at, at sub 6K. Uh, I, I don't mind that play at all, but I am. Uh, my favorite play from this game is Tyreek Hill at 8,600. Uh, you know, the problem with it is, is, is paying up for Pat Mahomes. So I might run a naked Tyreek this week. Uh, you know, I, I like that. If we could get that on, on a, the next layover, naked Tyreek this week, 8,600. He's the second highest priced wide receiver on this slate, coming in just under Devontae Adams at 8,600. His matchup advantage, according to PFF, comes in at fourth with a rating of 86.5. Hill has been dealing with a quad injury these past few weeks, but it didn't appear to hamper him this past week when he put up 22.6 points and scored a touchdown. If you watch Monday Night Football last week, you know that the Titans secondary is extremely banged up, as Nate alluded to. 
There is absolutely nobody that is going to be able to stick with Tyreek Hill this week. I don't care what the Titans bring at him. Uh, I'm all over Tyreek this week, but I think it's going to have to be naked reek week. Yeah, you know, the Titans have given up more fantasy points on average than any other team to the wide receiver position. So his uh, boom projection is 46 points if he can put up. And he's done it, you know, he can, if he puts up 46 points, um, Tyreek Hill, he, pro- he probably will. I love Hill. I know it's the just, price is, the price is high, like, but I love him. That's just like Derrick Henry. I mean, that's what you're paying up for. Dude, yeah. You're paying up for those booms. Yeah, and, and when they hit, you don't question anything. Right, dude, it's, and it's worth it, you know, and Henry's a great play too. We'll get to him later. Um, another guy in this game, you know, another guy that's, you know, he's, he hasn't done Kelsey things lately. He's put up 17 points, and you're disappointed, but that's still solid, and Kelsey's quite capable in this game of getting back to his, you know, Kelsey status. He's priced at 7600 so we're not getting him for seven grand like last week, but uh, I think he's still a good play. He scored almost 18 points in each of the last two games. Uh, after finishing the single digits in week four. Um, like I said, he was a bargain last week. Um, his price jumped 600 bucks this week. Um, wh- when I think of Kelsey, you know, there there's stud wide receivers on this slate that I'm possibly even too in love with. I think you can get Kelsey at 76 instead of paying, you know, almost nine grand for some of these guys. And I think you can almost get, you know, the same return. Um, his, there's a, like you said, the game has a projected point total of 57. So it's going to be a very high scoring game. Uh, Kelsey should see a a healthy dose of Kevin Byard and this matchup. um, His PFF is the highest graded safety through six weeks. So that's a little bit scary there. Uh, But there's a great opportunity here. And he's the most, you know, most valuable tight end in the NFL with a great matchup this weekend. So I like Kelsey a lot, you know, in the, in the lineups where I'm not going to have guys we're going to talk about later, I'm going to put Kelsey in there. I might run him naked. Like you said, just because of the price on Mahomes, but um, I think he's a really good play this week. I, I I just like all the receivers for the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I don't mind it. You know, as, as usual, though, I, I like paying down at the tight end position. Right. And That's I feel like I do. if the Titans do have any any sort of uh, success as far as the defense perspective goes, uh, they're more equipped to to shut down Travis Kelsey. And I say shut down, obviously, very lightly. Um, but the secondary, the the what what we're expecting to see covering Tyreek Hill, it, it it's laughable, if you will. And I, I think Kelsey does have a tough matchup. Of course, he's going to produce. He 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 is the guy. But I think if anything that the Titans can do to give a fit to the to the offense of the um, for Pat Mahomes, I, I think Kelsey will get the most friction. That's kind of why I'm buying into Tyreek Hill with the. The, the large price tag that he comes with. What about Miko Hardman, 4,300? I think a lot of people ended up being on him this past week after the you know, 14, 13 targets that he saw the week before. Kind of came back down to earth, but for 4.3K, you know, that's not that's not a bad price for once again trying to find a, a piece to get in on this offense and one that might not be so coveted like the Tyreek Hill and the Travis Kelsey's of this offense. Yeah, you know, it's a gamble, but if you're playing GPPs, throw them in a lineup for that price. You're going to need to find some value somewhere if you're playing some of the studs we're going to talk about. So I think Hardman's good. He could disappoint or he could, you know, if he scores a touchdown, you know, bingo, you're good to go. Um, Let me talk real quick, though, about Ryan Tannehill because, you know, I was very into the Monday Night Football game. I had a lot of money on the line, so I was extra invested. But, you know, the Titans came back against the Bills. I was pretty surprised by that. 
what I want to say is Tannehill didn't lead that, you know, that, that rebound, that was all Derrick Henry. Um, he, Tannehill's averaged roughly 17 fantasy points per game so far this year. I don't think he's looked as good as he did last year as his scores show that he hasn't looked as good as last year. Um, if he wasn't playing the chiefs, I would be a full avoid because I just, I'm not into it. Uh, since he is, I might have him in a lineup. Maybe I'm not really sure. I'll have to wait and see the ownerships and stuff, but you know, like I said, with that in mind, this is Derek Henry's train and, you know, it's full steam ahead for Henry at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, AJ Brown, 6,300. Adam Scheffler announced on Wednesday that Julio Jones would miss this game with the hamstring injury that we saw flare up this past week. AJ Brown also missed practice Wednesday, but his absence was credited to an illness. Uh, you know, I saw reports after this, this past week, a, a Chipotle incident might be what led AJ Brown to having an illness. You know, Chipotle has become one of those places that, that, you know, you got to be careful with at this point. You know, the, enough suspect stories have, have come about. A.J. Brown, be careful out there, my guy. We need you on a weekly basis showing up for these Titans. And, and we'd, we'd like you this week, 6,300. If you're looking for, again, a, probably be popular, but there's no piece that, that I think I'd rather have as far as, you know, yes, Derrick Henry, 9,200. Um, but, you know, going up against this Pat Mahomes offense, you know, AJ Brown is kind of going to be really the 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 bread and butter that is that's going to have to produce if they want to keep up with this Chiefs offense. So, sixty three hundred, I don't mind that price point for AJ Brown this week, and I'll probably be dipping into him quite a bit, knowing that Julio Jones is going to be out, and there, there's no really formidable uh, you know teammate that's going to be garnishing uh, many targets away from AJ Brown this week. So. But, you know, this past week he had seven catches on nine targets, you know, 91 yards. That was him not fully healthy. Hopefully he's fully back. You know, he's let the Chipotle pass through uh, the, the midstream there, did what needed to be done, took care of business, uh, you know, and hat tip to Julio. We hope the guy gets healthy. We know at that, that age it, it gets tougher and tougher on a weekly basis. So, you know, it di didn't look good that he was out. Uh, came in, tried tried to play, and then immediately got pulled, and now has been shut down again. So it might be a couple weeks till we see Julio Jones back in the lineup. So wheels up for AJ Brown until then. Anybody else in this game we want to mention, Nate, or do you want to move on into the next game? I just want to give a you know some respect to AJ Brown. I had a barbecue chicken pizza for lunch. And now I've had coffee, and I'm not doing well. It's proof. It's proof that I make poor decisions daily. Yeah, we can um, we can slide on. You mentioned Henry, didn't you? Uh, maybe maybe we didn't talk about. It. I, I mentioned him, ninety two hundred. He's on pace for twenty two uh twenty two hundred rushing yards and twenty eight touchdowns, which is absolutely absurd. Uh, you know, many people, you know, Derrick Henry, he he's been a guy in, in years past that kind of you know started slow, but come you know into November and in, into December, this is the type of production we were seeing from him. But now, you know, he started out week one with this type of production, and we've seen it repeated week after week after week. I have absolutely no reason to suspect that, that the Chiefs are capable of shutting down Derrick Henry in, other way, in any other way. The Titans are going to want to lean on him once again this week, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, so Derrick Henry uh, is going to get all the volume he can handle, and apparently he's not a human. He he's not a human being. He can just 
He takes everything we've ever known about the game of football and, and, and how many touches an individual can sustain on their body before it begins to break down. All that information that we've correlated over the years. And it's worthless when it comes to Derrick Henry because this guy is an absolute machine. He doesn't miss. He, you know, it, it is it is shown week after week. You look, as the game goes on, Derrick Henry gets stronger. He breaks down these defenses, and the, and the Titans know it. They hand him the ball because it doesn't matter if they're down 20 points. Derrick Henry is the key for them to get back into the game, to beat this defense into an oblivion until they, 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 they're they crawling and begging for Ryan Tannehill to throw that ball to A.J. Brown so they don't have to tackle Derrick Henry one more time. I think we've mentioned Derrick Henry at this point, and now we can move on into the next game, Nate. I'm glad to see you fired up, man. You summed it up perfectly. Uh, we will move on into the uh, Washington football team at the Green Bay Packers. Projected point total is 48.5. We're back to Taylor Heineke. I don't know how I feel. His price is only 5200 He's disappointed hard, hard, hard in the last two weeks. Um, in this game against Aaron Rodgers and company, he's going to be forced to throw the ball. Not sure how he'll do, you know, up in Lambeau. That's a, that's a different environment up there. It's not snowing yet, but it's still hard to win. It's still hard to play well, still hard to be successful. Um, his price tag's cheap. You know, I think he's a quality GPP play. I'll stress that again. Do not touch him in cash. If you touch him in cash, it's you're, you don't want to do that. Don't do that, please. Um, another guy that I'm completely unsure of, but I hope he does well because he's uh, in my home league. He's one of my running backs is Antonio Gibson. There was a lot of hype going into the season that they were going to use him as the next CMC. That really has not happened. He's not getting the catches that, that they thought they were going to give him or, you know, and, you know, he's banged up. He's dealing with a fracture in his shin. So I'm surprised he's not shut down yet. I had a conversation with Coach Craig about this. I need him to play, you know, selfishly for my home team, home league team. But I'm surprised he's playing. I'm not going to play him this week. I, he's a full avoid for me. I He's injured. I don't know how much work he's going to get. J.D. McKissick has been getting some, you know. I'm, I'm just – I'm avoiding Gibson at all costs. There's, I'm not going to touch him. Yeah, I'd still probably rather play JD McKissick this week over yeah, Gibson. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. price point aside, I, like you, I have Gibson in my home league, and I am Dang. not excited, but I am straight beat at the running back position. I got Jamal Williams locked in as my RB two. Who, you know, at, at the start of the season, I thought I had a gem. You know, a guy I got late was going to produce, but his production has really dropped off these last few weeks. I, you know, I am struggling at, at the running back position this week. And Antonio Gibson is not a guy that I'm high on either at 5,900. There are guys cheaper that that I, I would much rather prefer. How about Terry McLaurin, though, 6,900? Per the Washington Post, Terry McLaurin did not practice Wednesday. I think he came back today on a limited fashion, if I remember correctly. I, but I was wondering about that because I had to work all day. He managed 6.8 points in week six, catching four of eight targets uh, for a meager 28 yards. You know, I was kind of in on him last week. He was kind of the bring back option, you know, but had the unhealthy tag kind of leading up to the matchup and, and it kind of brought his ownership down. And you were wise if you pivoted off of him because he did not come through. He's kind of been turning into a little bit more boom bust option for me. And I, another guy I have in my home league, I, I think I'm ready for the uh, Fitz Magic show to start cranking <laughs> back up again and maybe rejuvenate some of these guys that I invested in over the offseason, such as Terry McLaurin. 
Yeah, I can't wait for Fitzpatrick to come back. You know, I don't think Heineke's a bad quarterback at all. I actually kind of like him. I just, you know, I think he's struggling a little bit right now. So I'm excited for him to come back. Uh, one guy I really love, dude, is Ricky Seals-Jones. I think we're both pretty high on him just in terms of DFS. And I even picked him up in Scott Fishbowl, and he helped me get a huge win last week. Um, a lot of it was fueled by Derrick Henry, but he played well, got me a good score. He's seen the best usage of any tight end over the last two weeks. In weeks five and six, he ranked sixth among tight ends and targets. Uh, third in routes, second in red zone targets. Uh, he's tied for Mark Andrews um, for first in red zone targets. Uh, last week, he was, you know, like I said, one of our favorite cheap tight ends. His price is still very low. Uh, there's nobody else that's going to take his tight end targets, and I love that. So I think he's headed in the right direction for this week. I'll definitely be playing him again. His ownership will definitely be high again. So um, I would probably, I think I could, I might play him in cash. I think he has a pretty safe floor at this point. Um, GPPs, I'll have him in some, but like I said, his ownership's going to be pretty ridiculous at 3,700. He's going to be everywhere. So you could yeah, also no, go, con you could go contrarian and not play him if he has a bad yeah. game. You know, you're looking good. I definitely like him more as a cash play. You know, I, I don't mind. Yeah. You know, I punt, I punt tied in in just about every format, but if, if for a cash play, like we said, we were all over him this last week. So were a lot of other people. And I, I think that'll continue because. Uh, DK just didn't really appropriate his price enough to the point where people are going to get off of him uh, with the usage that we're seeing out of him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, though, on the other side of the ball, 7,500 this week. Uh, he's pretty appealing play through six weeks in 2021, uh, but there's a lot to like this week, especially in GPPs. Uh, Washington football team has allowed the most points to QBs on average with 27.08 fantasy points per game to the position his projected ceiling according to run the sims is 33.21 fantasy points and his boom percentage is 45.4 his price is climbing but the matchup is excellent and lower ownership once again in larger tournaments may allude to an edge that you can take advantage of his price point just above lamar jackson I think who's who's going to be an appealing play for some is probably going to keep his ownership pretty low. Once again, shout out to Run the Sims. Uh, encourage you guys to go check them out. We we have been uh, diving into some of their content over there, and it, it is top notch. Looking for the next edge to bring to you guys here at SODFS, and Run the Sims might be in the plans moving forward. Nate, how about Devonte Adams, eighty nine hundred? He let us down this past week, but I think we might be back in this week, especially if we're playing Aaron Rodgers in our lineups. Yeah, he, you know, he's the highest priced wide receiver, so you're paying a lot of money to get him. But um, as far as Adams goes, he's one of my favorite plays, to be honest with you. There's three things that jump out to me about Devontae this week. One was, like I said, he's the highest priced wide receiver. He has the highest target share, though, of any wide receiver in the NFL at this point through six weeks with 36%. That's pretty good. I like that. Uh, he also has the second highest rating on PFF in terms of wide receiver versus defensive back matchups with a 91.8 rating. That is off the charts, and I love it. Um, so, yeah, I love Adams. I will have him in cash. I will have him in tournaments. I think his price is going to drive people away a little bit. Um, like you said, Adams put up a dud last week. Hopefully that drives his ownership down. Uh, he caught four or five targets. And he finished the game with 12.9 point, uh, fantasy points. Uh I think it'll really, I think it'll help, you know, as far as we play us playing him in tournaments. So we're going to keep an eye on ownership as we had another weekend, because it's going to fluctuate. It's going to change as they start coming in. Um, 
he, you know, one thing that I don't like about Adams, I'm not sure if you realize this, he only has two touchdowns so far this year. That really, you know, he started out slow and then he kind of picked up some steam. So it's not too surprising, but man, that number has got to increase at some point. He's not going to finish, you know, the year with five touchdowns. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, is more likely to throw the ball at, at the goal line than any other quarterback in the league. And, you know, if anybody's having any debate, any doubts about Devontae Adams at this point, I think it's an opportunity for you to move in and go get some because there will be plenty of touchdowns coming in his future. Adams is averaging 3.7 receiving yards per route run when lined up outside this season. No other wide receiver in the league with at least 100 route, hundred routes run on the outside is averaging above 2.9. This week, Adams has the second best matchup of any wide receiver, according to PFF's wide receiver cornerback matchup chart. Make sure you do pay up this week for Adams if you are looking to pay up at the wide receiver position. Again, it bit us this past week, but maybe that's making him more viable as a GPP player this week, just knowing that that he, he left a bad taste in, in many of people's mouths this past week. You know, another thing that I didn't really notice when we were doing our research is uh, the Washington football team is ranked, let me check here, uh, second worst in the NFL as far as fantasy points to wide receivers. So that's also very appealing. The Washington football team is, uh, let's see here, checks notes, bad at defending football. I know. I don't even get what happened, man. They have a lot of talent there, especially in the front, you know, the front four. I was really stoked heading into the year. I drafted them in my home league as my defense quickly got rid of them. I was shocked at how bad they are, man. That's just oh, so man. The offseason hype the about hell? this defense was unreal. I mean, I was buying in. I was like, okay, yeah, now Washington, maybe they'll be able to really just kind of, you know, rely on that defense and, yeah. and Fitzmagic be able to chuck the rock enough. And, Young, you know, their defense has been terrible. But, you know, that, that always, you know, terrible defenses, that's good for business right there. And, and, and I love I love bad defenses. So you know, you know my Falcons. You know that's yeah. good for business. So the you Lions. know your Lions. <laughs> yeah, that's good for business. Almost you know, the same team. Hey, we're here to support the cause. Bad defenses all around. Washington football team. We salute you. Bad defenses everywhere. We salute you. Yeah. Speaking of you know correlation, I want to move on to the Lions versus the Rams. We got you know my Lions. Uh, the point totals at 50.5. The defense is horrible, and I'm okay with that because you know what? I'm a fan of Matthew Stafford. I'm excited to see him come back to Detroit. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think it's going to be a great revenge game. Um, I'll be paying for Stafford in a lot of tournaments and cash this week. Um, Stafford is a MVP candidate so far this year. Um, Sean McVay is letting him throw the rock. He's 7,100, and uh, – has a DK score of 26 points in each of the last two weeks. So that's that's a nice floor for you. Uh, according to PFF Premium, Cooper Cup has the best advantage as far as wide receivers versus um, defensive backs. He loves Cup. Cup has proved at this point that he is, you know, matchup proof. And this matchup, you don't have to be proof of anything because the Lions defense is shit. So I think uh, with Cup being unstoppable, Stafford in a revenge game back in Detroit, I think he's going to come in here and light it up, man. Um, the Rams are 15 point favorites. That does scare me a little bit. Um, it's good for the guy. Next guy we're going to talk about. It could be bad for Stafford if they get up too far, but either way, 
they're going to have to get up at some point. So Stafford's going to be throwing the ball. Maybe that's how they get up by 15 points. Uh, the Rams are in 16th in league in the league and average yards per play um, at 6.3. Um, and the percentage of passes gaining 15 or more yards is 15% last year. So I think they, you know, they rank uh First in both categories at 8.3 yards per play and pass play and 21% of passes gaining 15 or more yards. I think Stafford um, is in full full effect this week. It's a revenge game. Um, you know, the game script might scare me, but I love Stafford here. Um, I hope his ownership's not too high. I don't think it will be. I think guys will go, for, like you said, for Lamar Jackson. Um, I think his, his ownership might be higher than I originally thought coming into this podcast now that I've thought about it more. But I love Stafford. Um, how do you how do you feel about Stafford this week? Yeah, no, I, I love Stafford. You know, last week we kind of had that same narrative. They were they were heavy favorites. And what did he do? He came out here and threw, you know, four touchdowns and and was was a great play for the week. So I, I'm not I'm not gonna take my foot off the gas pedal when it comes to the, the production that I'm expecting to see out of Matthew Stafford this week. At seventy one hundred, like you said, I, I do think that it will become kind of a chalky play for quarterback position, cash games. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind I don't mind him at all. But as you mentioned, I think this game script really once again feeds into Daryl Henderson, uh, who, who was a top five play for us this past week and very well maybe a top five play for me again this week at 6,600. You know, I, I know we, we, we talk about Derrick Henry and, and what he can bring to a table and obviously has that true slate-breaking upside. But for how confident I am in Daryl Henderson this past week and how confident I am in this week, I'm hard pressed to want to pay up for a Derrick Henry this week when when there are guys like Daryl Henderson and, and other guys in that 6K range that I feel pretty confident in. Uh, you know, obviously it just comes down to ownership, but you know, I, I think there's going to be enough people that are going to fall onto the Derrick Henry train, e- even with his 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 top top notch price tag, that that I may want to pivot elsewhere. And guys like Daryl Henderson might be the 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 guys that I'm looking for and and take that money elsewhere to a different position. Maybe that's the move that does allow me to pay up and get Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill into a lineup instead of instead of investing top top dollar at the running back position. Daryl Henderson uh you know only $600 more this week. The Lions are the fifth worst in football outsiders rush DVOA at minus 2.9% the ninth worst in PFF run defensive grade with a 51.7 and the third worst in fantasy points per game allowed to the opposing running backs with 29.9. The Rams favored by 14 and a half points. Uh, once again, it's, it, 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 it feels reminiscent to the drum we were beating this past week about Daryl Henderson. And there was nothing that transpired that says, that was a bad play. We need to move away other than it could be even a little bit chalkier this week, but I am in on Daryl Henderson again. Yeah, I like him too. Um, I think there's a lot to like his price is really good. Like you said, with the uh, price of Derek Henry, um, but I'm going to jump down to another guy and try to speed this up a little bit. Uh, Cooper cup. I've already talked about him. He's matchup proof. I do want to apologize. I mentioned that uh, Devonte Adams had the best matchup according to PFF elite. It's actually uh it's actually cup 99.6. So I apologize about that. Lions defense, like I said, they're shit. They can't cover anyone. Cups number two in the NFL in terms of target share with 34%, trailing the guy I just talked about, Devontae Adams at 36. Um, I want to keep an eye on ownership. I think it's going to be really high. I like cup for cash plays, GPPs. I'm like, I gotta wait and see what comes up on run the Sims, you know. But 
I think he's uh he's a good play for cash. Obviously, he's gonna get a high score, so just depends on where you want to go. Um, the other Rams wide receiver, Robert Woods, you know, he's he looked great in week five. Um, but I'm not really buying into that monster week when he uh he saw 40% of LA's targets and finishes the wide receiver eight. Uh week six, he had a 16.4% target share. Uh his target share on the year, um, actually, excuse me, um, but it should be lower because of the inconsistent plays. You know, if you take out a game or two here, he's not playing well. I'm not really buying into Robert Woods. I think there's potential there if you want to throw him in a GPP or something, but I'll I'll probably be mostly away this week. I think Cup's going to feast. How about uh, DeAndre Swift, 6K? Uh, you know, I've kind of been going back to Swift week in and week out. And despite being the RB9 by fantasy points per game on the year, Swift is priced as the RB11 on DraftKings this week. Few other running backs that are banged up and and or on by this week. You know, Swift might be coming in at a value at, at the RB9 at 6K, averaging seven targets per game, good enough for second most of all running backs and an 18.6% target share, which is the third most. Swift has double-digit reception upside week in and week out. Once again, I, I like him here in this week in, in a game that they are 14-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, that 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 ends up with the ball right in Swift's wheelhouse, and I, I think he is a home run play again this week at 6K. Uh, how about TJ Hawkinson? Banged up a little bit, you know, it, it heading into this past week kept his ownership down and and he produced uh, fairly well uh, g- given given the circumstances surrounding that Detroit Lions offense. You come in are you into TJ this week at 5100? Yeah, I will say he did return to practice today. He was a full participant in practice. Uh, I did see that on my lunch break, so I'm stoked about that. That's a really good sign. There's a lot of hate on Hawkinson coming into the year. He showed up, he did great, then he's had a couple bad games the hate returned. Uh, he caught eight of 11 targets last week for 74 yards, um, no touchdown. But what I hated was watching Goff overthrow him. I, I didn't want to do this, but I'll tell you what, man, Jared Goff is really pissing me off. Can't stand in the pocket. He's afraid to take a hit. He missed, you know, wide receivers that were wide open because he wanted to run around instead of stand in the pocket and be a man. He's not a fit for the Motor City. He's not blue collar. He's from California. And, I, you know, oh God, I just hate him, dude. I'll try to get off that. But. The Rams rank 16th against uh, the tight end position. You know, the Lions are going to want to try to keep pace with the uh, with the Rams. I don't know if Goff will be able to, but the game script, like you said, rank is just perfect for the Lions to, you know, top basically top wide receivers. They're not wide receivers, but they're the top two targets in Detroit, Swift and Hawkinson. So I love Hawkinson this week. You know, his price is nice and cheap. So I think it's just a perfect play. Uh, Amon Rossi Brown is also there. He's kind of showed up as the Lions wide receiver three, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show um, behind Hawkinson and Swift. He has five receptions on seven targets last week. Uh, he has 33 on the year. Like I said, I worry about golf in this game and what he's going to be able to do, but uh, his matchup is ranked kind of poor against PFF against the uh, defensive back. That's going to be covering him. So the price is 4,100. I'll have him in I'll probably a lot of G probably, good amount of gpps honestly just the way this game script's going to feed out but i love hawkinson i love swift i love uh Amon Ra. they'll they'll all be in my gpp lineups yeah no i'm right there with you too uh i, I do love me some hawkinson this week and at that price point i would probably get in on some i want to take a quick minute to shout out to my guy doug aka 
AKA Fantasy Moose in the studio here with me tonight. I'm going to pan over to him. What's up, Moose? Yeah, we see you there, guy, hanging out with me. You know, this guy made the trip all the way down here to White Oaks Ranch Studio just to be here on tonight's show. So big shout out to you, Doug. Appreciate you being here with us tonight. Before we move into our last game here, which is the Texans at the Cardinals, points here at 47 for this game. And Kyler Murray coming in at 8,500. He's the highest priced quarterback this week and made SODFS some money throughout the season. He put up 25.8 fantasy points on DK, went 20 of 30 passing and four touchdowns, also adding seven carries for just six yards. His ownership was low in week six, allowing us to move up the leaderboard in GPPs. The projected point total is much lower this week, and while the price is up, I do need to see the projected ownership but once again, uh, you know, he, he, he's priced up there right there with Pat Mahomes. We talked about how Pat Mahomes can be difficult to get up to as far as building lineups. Uh, Kyler Murray's price will probably keep his ownership rather low again this week, I would imagine. I feel like a lot of people were off him this past week just due to the, the injury, the shoulder situation that was kind yeah. of hampering him throughout the week. Uh, really, I mean, I even had my concerns as well. So, so I know that it's real, uh, but 8,500 this week could be a great GPP play once again and, and probably lower ownership. That's what I'll be focusing on. You know, uh, coming into the weekend, I'm going to be looking at ownerships cause that's, that's what it's all about. When I got on run the Sims, you know, for the first time over the weekend, um, I looked at his ownership and it was projected at 5%. It came in at five or 6%. That is so good for GPPs. And he came through. So, you know, it's all about the ownership. So, you know, follow myself and Dan on Twitter. We're going to be talking about it throughout the weekend. Unfortunately, we don't know the ownerships at this point. So follow us on Twitter. We'll be we'll be throwing out some, you know, some thoughts and stuff on, you know, where ownership is and where we're going to focus our plays on Sunday. Uh, a guy I kind of do like is Chase Edmonds, excuse me, 5,600. Uh, he's had two bad games in a row. I think he scored five and eight uh, fantasy points two weeks before that. Uh, he started the season pretty well. He was in the teens with the scoring, but he was a uh, limited practice on, on Wednesday. I Unfortunately, I worked all day today. I'm not sure what his status was as of today. Uh, he has a shoulder injury. I I think he does, definitely plays this week, and he's playing the Texans, so there's a very good chance he falls into the end zone. So I think Edmonds is a great play because people might be off of him with his you know his scoring the last two weeks. He's 5,600. You can save some money there. So I like I really like him for GPPs. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm just not sure. You know, I was, I was into Edmonds towards the beginning of the year, but now James Conner has kind of really come in and, yeah. and been getting that goal line work, been the guy that has been falling into the end zone and, and, and being the heavy favorites here. Almost feels like it sets up a little bit more as a James Conner game, but really just kind of been a backfield I'm avoiding. You know, if I'm trying to, to get a little different and maybe add one of them to a Kyler Murray stack, because the wide receiver options for Kyler and his stack just really haven't been great. You know, we've talked about the the struggles of, of Hopkins and, and his inconsistencies. Well, that goes the same for Christian Kirk. Uh, you know, now you add Zach Ertz into the mix. Uh, I just yeah. don't know. You know, Kyler Murray's just kind of been one of those, uh, I'm running him out naked or or I'm not running him out, you know, just because he, he really doesn't have that that – that stack that, that that's a guarantee now obviously for gbp plays you know 
finding one of those guys, whether it's a Christian Kirk week and AJ Green week or, or what have you, but or if you can guess the week right that Hopkins does go off, you know, but it's 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 concerning at this point for for those options to put there with with Kyler Murray. Yeah, I'm glad you know that you brought up Zach Ertz. He was really, really hurt when he when Philadelphia got rid of him. Man, he was crying and he's upset. I think he's going to show up in Arizona and want to just you know prove them wrong. I don't know how much it'll be when you know his first game because he you know generally it takes some time for them to get acquainted with the the team and the situation. But I think Zach Ertz when he gets on a roll is going to be somebody we're going to be playing in the next coming weeks. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, uh, you know, Kyler Murray's got all the options at his disposal at this point. You know, he he's not lacking weapons to any degree. Doesn't really have a, a true thriving run game there for the Cardinals, which just allows him to to really have that ceiling that we want to tap into. And at eighty five hundred, we need him to tap in to that ceiling. Let's move on to the Texans, though. Their their list of guys that we're interested in is very short, as it is most weeks. <laughs> and it's Brandon Cooks coming in at 6K. Uh, you know, he's been sneaky good despite a few bad games. And, you know, and that's typical Brandon Cooks. This year he's managed to stay productive despite playing with rookie signal caller Davis Mills. Following Tyrod Taylor going in, you know, rumors floating around as of now that Taylor may be able to return as early as this week. I don't think it really matters whether it's Tyrod Taylor playing or Mills. I think I'd probably actually rather Taylor play. He just really? has a little bit more experience, maybe a little bit more capable of extending those plays and allowing Brandon Cooks to really get, get loose there in the secondary. At 6K, I don't mind Cooks this this week. You know, As usual, the Texans are, are heavy underdogs, which typically leads to pass-heavy uh, game scripts for the Texans and Brandon Cooks being the really the one true playmaker they have there. Uh, you know, Coach Craig, get get those Texans in line, man. They they that. they you know uh, they are are sloppy. Tyrod, please, yes, yes, I'm with you. Tyrod, it would be better over Mills. You know, but Mills is getting the experience right now, and that that may pay dividends to your future there in, in Houston with with, for- with Mills. At first, I thought you said you'd rather have Mills. That's why I said, really, it took me a minute. But yeah, no, I'd, rather no, I'm all, I'd, I'd much yeah. rather have, have have Taylor there under oh, center yeah. uh, for for all options for that for that Texans offense. You know, and, and if they can gain some steam, maybe that causes our our Kyler Murray to you know have to keep his foot on the gas a little bit more. We like bad defenses and we like good offenses. You know, we want fireworks. We want production on both sides of the football. We want both fan bases to say, "My offense kicked ass." today you know that that's what i'm looking for we love shit defenses absolutely yeah so that i think that pretty much wraps up our top five uh games to target on the main slate you know i kind of enjoyed that we spent the last you know 45 minutes talking about the top five games didn't really feel the need to rush through them you know so much spend a little bit more time going a little bit deeper on on the guys that we were highlighting so you know I, i i do like this format we're going to continue to kind of, you know, push ourselves, uh, you know, change it up here on a weekly basis and really find what we think jives well for us from a content perspective and, and for you uh, from a viewer perspective, uh, you know, and, and just different ways that we can bring you the best DFS content possible every Thursday night at nine o'clock. Uh, Nate, take us away. What do we got going on next? 
So the next thing I want to, you know, I want to do is I want to introduce our new partner partnership with Manscaped. Um, it's a big deal to us. We're extremely happy, you know, that they wanted to have us. We're really stoked for it. And uh, we got a little commercial for you that I was very embarrassed to make. It's, it's... Support for Sons of DFS is now brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0 is here. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes your shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. As one of the first people to try the new 4.0, I can honestly say that I am blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and the details on the 4.0 are next level. This upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that will engage as a travel lock. It also has a powerful 7,000 RPM motor and the ability to turn on the 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. They even include several guards so you can pick the length you like, and wireless charging is now available too. It's even waterproof so you can trim rain or shine. The holiday season is coming, so whether it's a gift for yourself or a gift for your hubby, SODFS and Manscaped are teaming up to offer you the gift of saving. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer to you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SODFS at manscaped.com. Again, that's free shipping and 20% off at manscaped.com with the promo code SODFS. Man. Son of wow. A wow, that was spectacular. You know, you know what? That's official. Manscaped should be proud. I'm proud. I mean, this is this is a great partnership in the making. Lawnmower 4.0. I mean, I, like you, Nate, I've had the pleasure of using it, and it is top-notch. It does not disappoint. Everything you said holds water. It is a great, great product. And and like the commercial said, you know, you use the promo code SODFS and, and get yourself 20% off, whether it's for yourself or a loved one. That that that's great stuff right there. I'm I'm beyond excited to be partnered up with Manscaped moving forward here with SODFS. You know, you've seen little Adam Thielen in that video. You've seen little Dak Prescott. You've seen little Baker Mayfield. How do you think Baker Mayfield actually got hurt? He was shaving his face and tried to shave his balls, and it cut him. So, no joke. I love the 4.0. Honestly, not just I'm not just shilling. I do use it. I'm not a fool. I shave my jewels. I don't care if you're single or married. Don't be walking around with a grizzly bear bush. And I, want to thank, I do want to thank Manscaped too. Thank you so much. Um, do use that promo code, please. It'll help the it'll help the site a lot. Sodfs at manscaped.com. It's a big deal. We appreciate the support. Um, we're really stoked. Thank you. But after discussing the top five games, there are a few other guys that are not quite didn't make the cut into our top five. And we are going to take a few minutes to discuss some of them quickly, uh, starting out with our guy, Jalen Hurts. You know, Hurts hasn't been available on the main slate the past couple of weeks, kind of getting some prime time action. 
This week, though, he is at our disposal. And as usual, I'm buying in. I was buying in on Jalen Hurts all offseason, and I'm still buying. 6900 that's a price tag that, that brings a smile to my face, quite frankly. You know, is he a great real-life quarterback for his Philadelphia Eagles? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't really care. But is he a great fantasy football quarterback? you damn right he is. And he's got a rushing floor. 10 rushing fantasy points per game. He's the only quarterback this season to score at least 20 fantasy points in every single game that he has played. Raiders defense, you know, that they have a stout D line, but their secondary is banged up and has been banged up the past few weeks. They just let a banged up Teddy Bridgewater throw for 330 yards and three touchdowns. Jalen Hurts rushing upside, passing upside. It's all there this week. 6,900 cash GPP lock Jalen Hurts into your lineups. Yeah, I love Hurts. Like you said, you know, is he a franchise quarterback? I'm sorry, Trav um, and Ty. I uh, I don't care. I'm all about fantasy points, and he's going to get them. I love Hurts, man, for fantasy anyway. So uh, moving on past that, there's a couple um, Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receivers that I was looking at. Chris Godwin is the lowest-priced uh, Tampa Bay wide receiver, man. That kind of surprised me before I really looked into the statistics, but he's below six grand. He's at 5,900. The guy I like is Antonio Brown. He is priced higher than Godwin. He's at 6,300. Uh, he has the fourth best matchup, according to PFF. 85.1 is the score, so it's an excellent matchup. I'll have him in some lineups. I love Antonio Brown, man. I think what if he what if he returns to the real Antonio Brown? He's showing signs. He's getting a rhythm. If he can stay healthy, man, with him and Tom Brady having that connection, you know, sharing sleeping bags and all that, man, I'm, I'm all about Antonio Brown this week. Yeah, no, I mean, these Tampa Bay passing options, they can be difficult to pin down, and it almost kind of yeah. keeps their, their ownership a little bit lower for that reason. Um, but, you know, I, I do love Chris Godwin at that price point. Sub 6K this week at 5,900. Uh, you know, I, I was targeting AB, it seemed like, for the first four weeks as he kind of was the the, the low-priced individual now with Chris Godwin here sliding into that 5,900 slot, I'll probably have a decent amount of Chris Godwin exposure this week just to try to get a piece of that Tampa Bay passing attack. Um, yeah, man, I agree. Um, another guy another guy I like is Matt Ryan. Um, I know Connor in his Start Sits article over at TNFF had rec um, recommended Ryan as a start this week. So, you know, I took Connor's advice. Go check out that article. Um, in my home league, as far as season-long football, I have Dak Prescott. He's out. I'm sliding Matt Ryan in. He's priced on DraftKings. As far as DFS, he's priced at 5,700. The matchup with the Dolphins is really good. He put up 24.6 fantasy points last week and 29.02 of the previous week. On Run the Sims, his boom rate is 53%. That's that's really high on all the quarterbacks. Um, his dud percentage, 12.4, that's low. We like that. That's the stuff we like to see. I love the price. Um, the matchup is good. I look for Calvin Ridley too to bounce back this week. His price is down to I think sixty six hundred. Is am I right about that, Dan? Uh, yes, I think yes. I think that is I think, correct, and I, I love Calvin Ridley this week as well. Absolutely, I look for Ridley to bounce back, and I look for Ryan to feed him the ball. Yeah, uh, but also on, on the Falcon side of the ball, Cordero Patterson. Uh, oh, 6,300 yeah. this week. I don't know what position he plays, and I don't think it really matters. Uh, you what? know, if there if there's a role to be had on that Falcons offense, Cordero Patterson is the man. And you have to imagine that Arthur Smith 
and his coaching staff have no idea what they had when they, they had Cordero arrive in Atlanta. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is Patterson has been highly productive and they should continue to feed him in a great matchup against these Miami Dolphins. He's involved both in the running game and the passing game and has had by far season high in carries in week five, which was the Falcons' last game they played with 14 carries. He's been consistent and should once again produce this week. The price getting up there finally at this point. DK starting to recognize that that this isn't just a fluke. Uh, Arthur Smith is con- content in getting this guy the football, and once the football is in his hands, he's content on finding the end zone. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think that people are still quite buying into the Falcons and, and to Patterson. So you'll probably see sub-5% ownership this week with a price tag at 6300 and the matchup is there for this guy to hit again. So I don't mind having a little bit of Patterson exposure at 6300 yeah, I love Patterson. I think he's going to go overlooked. Just my gut's telling me that he's going to go overlooked this week. Uh, you said you don't know what position he plays. He plays flex, Dan. He's, he obviously plays flex. It's a flex. All right, let's move on into some of our favorite plays of the week, Nate. We're doing a little segment here. We're going to talk. Each one of us is going to pick uh, one player from each category, starting with pay-ups, and then we're going to move on to bargain plays and then pump plays. Let's start with pay-ups, though. Each of us have selected a guy. I myself went with who I mentioned, Tyreek Hill at 8,600. Both of us went to the wide receiver position here for the pay-up this week, and and we already alluded to both of these guys, why they both have highly favorable matchups. They're they're priced as the wide receiver one and the wide receiver two this week if I'm not mistaken, and and rightfully so. And I'm hoping that maybe those those price tags will be enough to keep some ownership off of them because both guys are locked in to absolutely go off this week. Yeah, dude, I love both of them. I love your pick at Tyreek Hill. I actually didn't see who you picked, um, you know, before I sat down for the show. So I want to tell you I love that. Um, We also are going to go to bargains and values. I'm going to go right back to my guy, Matt Ryan, that we just got done talking about. It's a great week. It's a great opportunity for him to score 25 points or maybe even more. He's 5,700. So this is a good opportunity to save some money. I think Ryan's um, going to have a great game. You went with DeAndre Swift. I love Swift, and it's not because of my Lions fandom. In terms of fantasy and his uh, receiving work, you know, the Lions, the game script, the Lions constantly playing from behind. As long as Swift can stay healthy, he's going to continue to produce. I promise you. Well, and I mean, we just talked about Cordero Patterson being 6,300. You know, I can get yeah, Swift for, under that. I yeah. can get Swift for three hundred dollars cheaper. Sign me up. Uh, that's a bargain, as far as that I'm concerned. Uh, let's move on in though into punts uh, and 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 cheaper options. I went with Rashad Bateman, who who we mentioned earlier. You know, just what we saw him do this past week, while while the production didn't really provide a whole lot in the DK scoring department, uh, I think it was just a glimpse of what is to come. And, and only a matter of time before he's really becoming a thorn in, in the side of Mark Andrews and a thorn in the side of Hollywood Brown, just, just being such a reliable target that can get separation for a guy like Lamar Jackson, uh, I think is really going to pay dividends. And, and, and over the course of the next few weeks, you will see Rashad Bateman as early as next week. I'm going to say right now, he'll probably be about 4.2, 4.3 
this next week just based off of what he does this week. So I'm still buying in on Rashad Bateman right now at 3,400. I think he is a value and, and a great way to get some exposure to a Lamar Jackson stack, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and remain cheap there at 3,400. Yeah, I like that, man. We talked about Bateman earlier, and I think you nailed it down perfectly. The guy I'm going with is Amon Ross St. Brown. We talked about him earlier, too. He's 4,100. He's the Lions wide receiver three behind Hawkinson and Swift. Uh, Lions are going to be playing from behind. Hopefully, Amon Ross can continue to develop. I love seeing the Lions draft him uh, coming into the year. Before the draft, before the Lions even took him, I wrote a bunch of articles for Fansided about how much I liked Amon Ross. So I hope he just continues to develop. You know, he's he's six games into his rookie year. I like the uh, not necessarily the matchup this week, but the game script is what I'm really all about, and the price tag at 4100. Yeah, and um, as per usual, you know, you and I typically like to pay down when it comes to DST plays, uh, and, but I, I think unfortunately the community is also starting to get into that uh, and 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 realizing that paying down at DST is is advantageous just due to the money that you save and what can what it can allow you to do. So I wanted to start incorporating a weekly segment where you and I highlight, you know, two DSTs that 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 are on the cheaper side, you know, maybe bottom five, bottom 10 pricing wise on the slate and, and, and just, you know, see if we can highlight a couple of DSTs that we are liking for this week. And this week we have Two here that are sub 3,200, and that is Cardinals DST versus the Texans. You know, we, we did talk about this game. There, was, well, there weren't many options on the Texans side of the ball that we were after. And I don't know, you know, Cardinals defense has actually looked halfway decent, better than we thought coming into the year with, with their secondary that they have intact there. But against the Texans team, uh, I'll take 3,100 all day. The other one would be the Giants DST at 2,500 versus the Panthers. Panthers still without Christian McCaffrey, uh, Sam Darnold. We saw him struggle this past week. Uh, you know the, their offense just really hasn't looked as good as it's as it's seen the first few weeks when they had some easier matchups. Uh, you know, obviously not a Giants team that 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 is known for the d- defensive prowess, but just such a low price tag and on a struggling Panthers offense. I don't mind getting in on the Giants here at 2,500. Any anybody else you want to add, or are you good to roll with those two, Nate? The cheap cheap DSTs are pretty stinky this week. I will tell you, I disagree with you on the Giants. I'm not going to go that low. I think the Panthers have a bunch of weapons, and I think the Giants could get smoked. We're allowed to disagree. We still love each other. I love you know, the Cardinals. I, I, love I, the legit, Cardinals I legit had that same conversation with Coach Craig earlier today. He was oh, like, I, I got to stream your Falcons uh, in my home league. I don't like between them and the Giants. And I was like, I can make an argument for the Giants. He was like, ah, no, Sam Sam Darnold's got a bunch of weapons there and blah, blah. You know, same conversation I had with him this week. So, you know what? I'm on my own. I'm on a pedestal out here. You know, ownership down, super low. I don't care. This is where I like to be. They call me nomad, no man's land. What's happening? I'm here. I'm drive. I'm cool. You know why Coach Craig wants to uh, stream the Falcons defense? It's because he's a massive Tua hater. He is a massive Tua hater. There's massive. not many guys I know that really don't like Tua. But the you know, Tua whispers hater. coming around, oh, Tua to the Texans. He was like, nah, nah, that ain't happening. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no Tua to the Texans here. Not, was, not, not on my watch, Coach Craig. You better get on the phone with the GM, buddy. I had my fingers crossed that he'd go to the Texans just so I could laugh my ass off. <laughs> 
All right, hey, let's move on into our next section. We're starting to run a little long here, but you know what? SODFS family rolling here with us, hour and 11 minutes in. Let's talk about some of our favorite stacks of the week. You know, guys that you're targeting, you know, whether it's GPP or cash, go ahead and hit me with some of your favorite stacks that you're going to be looking to build around this week. So I've got three that I like. One is Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. Uh, we talked about it. We think Ridley's going to bounce back. We got Ryan at 5,700, Ridley at 6,600. The prices are both considerably cheap. I love that stack for GPPs. I'm in love with it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, 7,400, 5,800. Like we said, we love Jackson. Um, I love Marquise Brown. So I like the, you know, I like Marquise Brown's pricing. That's probably going to be more of a cash thing for me. And then we got Tom Brady. We didn't talk about him. Excuse me, Tom Brady at 7,700, Antonio Brown at 6,300. I love Brown. I mentioned that. Brady, obviously, at uh, 57 years old, is still capable of playing very well. So those are my three. Yeah. All right. I, I like those. Absolutely. I, I told you that 6,600 price tag for Calvin Ridley. You know, that's going to be calling my crazy, name while I'm bro. trying to sleep all night tonight. So I am that looking forward crazy. to plugging Calvin Ridley into some lineups. And with Matt Ryan at 5,700, that allows you to do some, some interesting things. That's a pretty cheap stack right there to be able to build around. So I do like that call. But I'm going to take it to the other side of the ball in that same game, and that is going to go with the guy that we were just talking about. That's Tua at 5,500. I'm in on him this week. I like him. I like, you know, he, he seemed to kind of bounce back this past week. And, and you can stack him for 55 with Jalen Waddle who I was in on this past week, you know, who once again did end up getting massive target volume and two touchdowns to boot. So I like him this week again at 5,600 against my Falcons. And I don't mind throwing the tight end Jasicki in there as well with 4,700. If there's a mid-range tight end that I'm looking for this week, which typically I'm not in that mid-range. I'm either all the way up or I come down to the bottom. But mid range, I don't mind Jasicki this week at forty seven hundred, and and like maybe a bring back with Calvin Ridley at sixty six hundred. I think you know you you get a two a stack with a, a Calvin Ridley bring back. That is a solid GPP line right there that that you can move some ancillary pieces around, uh, you know, and, and and build around. The other guy that I'd be targeting would be Jalen Hurts, who I mentioned sixty nine hundred. And I'm, I'm going to get a little contrarian here. I like stacking him with Miles Sanders this week at 5,100. I didn't get a chance to bring up Miles Sanders. Price tag, 5,100? Are you kidding me? 5,100 for Miles Sanders? You know, I'm going to have so much damn Miles Sanders this week that it's going to hurt. I, the matchup's right. The price tag is right. Uh, you know, what, what's keeping me from playing Miles Sanders this week? First four weeks of the season, you know, we thought Kenny Gainwell was going to be a problem. But, you know, the past two weeks, Nothing. everything I'm looking for from Sanders has been there. You know, 70-plus percent snaps. Uh, he's getting the receiving work. He's getting the rushing work. And Jalen Hurts is opening up those lanes for him. 5,100, I mean, that's that's bottom barrel pricing for the running back position. And, and to be tied to this game, I'm not scared of the Raiders. Who is scared of the Raiders? <laughs> Not me, you know. I mean, okay, you know. So give me all the miles. I think Sanders they're good. I think the defense is good. I love miles. No, they're not. Their defense is nothing. What are they gonna? They're gonna rally around the interim head coach? No, their team is in trouble. Derek Carr is a fraud. 
You know, everybody thought he was coming what? out and balling. You know, no, I'm Get not buying it. The Raiders are oh, terrible. You know, but oh, you know, Henry God. Ruggs at 5,500 might be an option this week. No, I mean you can, but I'm not. My I, that I say is I'm, it. We will end on that note. You know, uh, you know, it was a good show. We got a lot of information here, running an hour and 15 minutes in. Anybody that okay. stuck with us. Through the entirety of the show, we appreciate you. We see we you. We recognize you. Please give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to the TNFF Network. Look for the podcast coming out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast listening device that you may listen to. Make sure you are subscribed and tune in each and every week as we will be breaking down the main slate. Nate, go ahead and give us a few shout-outs for tonight before we get out of here. Man, we got a bunch of people to thank because we have a bunch of supporters. I want to give a shout out to Viridian Global. Obviously, we're swagged out. We love Viridian. I have products on the way right now. Um, Viridian is a great company. You can get an SODF uh, SODFS shirt from them, so you can be swagged out too. ViridianGlobal.com. Uh, we love you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Big shout out to Brother Matt, who once again is here with us tonight producing this episode in the background. He is live with us right now, and and he is here with us every Thursday night. Doesn't get the face value, the recognition that Nate and myself get on a weekly basis. So we like to make sure that we do highlight that guy each and every week as he is just a big part of this as, as either of us are. Uh, big big ha- uh, shout out to Manscaped, Viridian, and everybody else that is a part of the SODFS family. Make sure you are tuned in each and every week moving forward as we will be breaking down the main slate. Comment your video, your favorite punt play of the week, and you will be in uh, eligibility to receive an SOD sticker sent from your friends of Sons of Dynasty. Subscribe to the True North Fantasy Football Network and never miss a show with us. I am Dan. You can find me at Dan Brown NFL on Twitter. Nate at Nate underscore FFL on Twitter. Follow us. Get the the best DFS advice that we are using ourselves and implementing ourselves on a weekly basis to bring some extra cash to your pocket each and every week. Uh, Absolutely. There's there's no way I'm going off this show, though, without giving my own thanks to to Brother Matt. The overlays are beautiful, brother. Uh, I appreciate everything you do, man. Absolutely, Brother Matt. We love you, man. And until next time, everybody, we will see you. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday night shit show of a matchup, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) Peace. S-O-D-F-S is for entertainment only and to add value to your sports experience. We give you our advice and strategy that we will employ ourselves. SODFS is not intended for those under the age of 18.